0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Discuss All Monsters. I'm Wyatt, your host... And with me is my co-host, Nikki. Introduce yourself a little bit more, Nikki. Hello! Uh, I'm a
1: co-host on this show, and uh, a regular host on our Patreon-exclusive podcast. This is not a tokusatsu podcast, but what yep. is what is about tokusatsu is my video series, Explode and Defeated, under the umbrella of which this podcast resides, Discuss All Monsters.
0: <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about the decidedly not giant monster movie, Yeah. Matango because it is still a monster movie made by the same stable of people. Also, it's cool. I know we skipped some other uh, earlier monster movies that aren't giant monster movies like H man.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And things like that. But I'm sure those are bad. Uh, Maybe we'll circle (laughs) back to them.
1: (laughs) Maybe eventually. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Maybe at some point we'll circle back to them. But we're doing Matango because it has a little bit more of a reputation uh, for the non kaiju monster movies done by the staple of people. And we can't just. We can't be all doing every single nook and cranny of the franchise but we're getting there. Yeah, damn we, we
1: got to choose our battles. Uh but we yeah, but, but we have yeah. unfortunately for you guys we're choosing a lot of battles still, like very many battles.
0: Matango, uh it was a very interesting film and I think that uh you know what what is your impressions of it before we get into like our big discussion?
1: Um yeah, not to get into too much or whatever, but I think this is like one of the most interesting movies we've we've talked about so far uh one of the best movies we've talked about so far i, I was pretty entranced the entire time and uh yeah i don't know i just can't wait to get into it and dig into it some more but uh, uh having no personal history with this movie beforehand uh this was incredibly impressive uh um and yes, yeah yeah um... so what about you
0: Well, my, okay, the extent of my personal history uh, amounts to I played the Godzilla NES game. Right. And there are enemies in that, like the Matango, the Mushroom People. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Are
0: enemies in that game. They're not like boss fights. You know, you go to some random fuck planet, uh, and then a bunch of shit. You know, you remember from the AVGN episode where he talks about how, like, the planets have all the misfit NES characters from all these different games that just show up. Yeah, that, it's like that. Uh, so, I think we're like, what, three for three for AVGN references? Yeah, as far as yeah. We, we've, got a, go. we've got a lot going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so don't have too much... Uh, I've, I've only heard about this movie before watching it. This is actually my first time watching it. Uh, and I, w- I was very impressed. And we will get more in detail soon. But, of course, before we get into the movie uh first of all why don't we why don't we go over those foreign language titles not too funny this time it's just attack of the mushroom people in the united states of course uh which is a very straightforward that's exactly the title you'd expect this to be called yeah right uh in the united kingdom fungus of terror that's a good one yeah (laughs) okay yeah and then Matango, the monster in Italy, that's it. uh, so sadly, no weird like death vulture or whatever, no yeah, nothing like that this time. Don't worry once we get into the more popular movies in the Godzilla franchise, then the titles this running gag will finally pay off at some <laughs> point, I promise you, so, and we have a lot of there's actually a decent amount of really interesting trivia behind this movie, uh more so than like. Some of the other ones that we've done, like say Gorath or like uh, Varan, where like most of the trivia came down to like uh, you know Ishiro Honda thought Gorath was his magnum opus, and then Ishiro Honda thought Varan was a big pile of shit. Yeah, uh, know, so
1: write about one of those things. Uh...
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Gorath's
0: good. Yeah, yeah, no, Gorath. Gorath is pretty good. It's not a masterpiece. Pretty good. Thumbs up. Yeah. It was actually a loose adaptation of a horror short story from the early 20th century, 1907, called A Voice in the Nights, where a couple comes across an abandoned ship on an island covered in fungus and then it starts to take over their mind. Uh, it was written by, screenwritten by uh, Takeshi Kimura, who previously did Rodan and the Mysterians, okay. which are both films that we, you know, enjoyed.
1: Yeah, pretty good track record.
0: He considers this film to be his magnum abyss and was so disappointed by every film that he did afterwards uh, that he had to use a pseudonym Jesus. to hide the shame. So Man. there you go. That, that's too bad. I, I wonder what he did next that was so bad that had to right. be like, fuck this, dude. Yeah. Nothing will top that mushroom film. Uh, Haro Nakajima, of course, is the monster and the suits. Right. I'm sure more than him because there's several... Yeah. Suits at the same time at points in the film, so I'm sure it's more than him, but Haru Nakajima is the only confirmed guy and that that's obvious. I mean, you just expect him to be in all these movies at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's just hanging out with everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we love Nakajima. Thumbs up. The film was actually almost banned in Japan because the fungal growths on the people's faces were very reminiscent to radiation scars that real people had during the World War 2 bombings. Yeah. So, uh, similar to that episode of uh, ultraman yeah that got banned but that one was literally exactly supposed to be that uh, whereas this is just reminiscent of. yeah
1: yeah uh yeah there's definitely uh akio Jisoji definitely crossed a line with that ultra seven episode uh that doesn't quite get crossed here um yeah but uh it's it is very similar though i was having similar thoughts i was like uh-huh this might have hit a little close to home for some people
0: <laughs> yeah. watching. And uh, it should be noted that it's interesting that Godzilla the character is very much supposed to show signs right. of like that kind of scarring, but you know, I think because he's a monster like and a giant dinosaur thing, uh, there's a lot more of a cognitive disconnect from that than there is with humans that are exhibiting these traits, you know, or humanoid things. So, you know, that might be why Godzilla was all cool, and right? And this is like in poor taste. It wasn't actually banned, so you know it, it got passed. Honda actually likened the film to being about drug addiction, uh, because magic mushrooms were very popular in at that point in Japan's history. Uh, saying that you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know these people might be your friends at first, but once you start taking those mushrooms, getting more paranoid and, you know, going crazy, then maybe your friends will turn against you. Who knows? Uh So it's kind of like a reefer madness type thing. Hmm, yeah. Uh This movie, which is interesting. That's an interesting, like, angle that I really didn't glean from it at all. Yeah,
1: me either. Uh, uh the-
0: <laughs> Until reading, according to him, that's what it, uh, but it could just be some bullshit that he thought of afterwards because it was from a later interview rather than like a contemporary
1: yeah it does make some kind of sense and it'd be easy to imagine why we would not glean that at all and everything just because that's not something culturally that like uh we would think about and stuff Uh, especially because uh drug the advocacy against drug addiction and stuff is handled like very differently these days but in in terms of like the 60s the early 60s and stuff i'm sure like that was probably just a, a, a way to be like, yeah, yeah, we'll just make it like this and so people will just understand this and stuff. You know, maybe they did. I'm not sure, but that's interesting.
0: Of course, the U.S. was immediately, well, because like, this was during a period of time where there was just an absolute deluge of garbage monster movies. So they probably, this one got lost in the shovel, shuffle. It was just kind of looked down as like, something, whatever, just more crap to throw onto the pile. But over time, it became kind of a hidden gem in a cults film. Uh, and contemporarily, like now, it is it is considered one of the best films uh, to come from Toho as far as horror monster movies. And, you know, likened to a Japanese Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is stupid. I don't agree with that at all. But no. I think Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a completely different type of paranoia yeah it's going for
1: something completely different
0: like this is the trapped on a boat like the lord of the flies type paranoia yeah Yeah. invasion of the body snatchers is something different i'm sure you can find a much smarter podcast out there that will go into all the political and social uh exploration of body snatchers but we're not gonna do that here so (laughs) <laughs> You're going to have to take our word for it that they're not very similar. Yeah, Toho didn't make it. We're not fucking talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the most interesting pieces of trivia is that Steven Soderbergh uh, wanted to do a remake of the movie and approach Toho, but ultimately nothing came of it, which I think is, uh, as people now, yeah, like now, would know of Steven Soderbergh for Contagion yeah so, yeah you know uh so i think he he's a more he's a classy enough guy in that respect to probably have pulled it off well because it's not a beyond the whole magic mushroom thing it's not a uniquely japanese story especially because it was adapted from like an english yeah short story uh so i think it could if it did happen it could have been fine yeah um soderbergh
1: I it's really funny with this specific context, S- Soderbergh, like, uh, uh, having done Contagion. So I wonder if this place in time, like, when he wanted to do this movie, I wonder if that was, like, in development of Cant- Contagion. Like, before he developed that movie, he was he wanted to remake this and then ended up yeah. not doing it and then doing Contagion instead. Because I feel like he probably would have had a similar take. Soderbergh's a really good director. So, like, I, I would have been into seeing that movie if that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know, since Telvo's probably going to get back into making monster movies sometime soon, I, w- I wonder, uh, I don't know if, like, they're going to get Soderbergh to do it, but, like, it'd be cool to see them tackle Matongo in a new direction these days and stuff. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's it for all of our history. So why don't we get right started with the movie? Let's go, you know, we're going to kind of, we're not going to break it down in meticulous detail here, but we will go chronologically through the movie and we will talk about our impressions of this different points of the movie it is though a very simple premise yeah uh, that just plays out for a long time that's not a bad thing it's just you know there might not be a whole host of things to talk about in intricate detail yeah nikki why don't you get us started
1: yeah so uh the movie starts off with like Probably the best opening of any of the movies we've seen so far, where it just opens like 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 the whole movie is a flashback basically, and it opens with mm-hmm. uh, this guy uh, in this room monologuing himself about what happened to him and how everybody died, but then no, no, they didn't really die, and then like going back and forth and stuff and saying contradicting things and just being very confusing while looking out at like this uh, Tokyo like skyline, and then the movie smash cuts very abruptly into a super like joyous like goofy credit sequence where uh we got just a bunch of a bunch of fellas on a ship just hanging out a lady singing acapella uh
0: and just just... for like 14 minutes yeah like for a very overly long time but okay not as long as the guy's in the helicopter singing <laughs> and gorath. And gorath yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um, a similar type of thing
1: yeah but everyone's just kind of hanging out and chilling and cooling and having fun and like you kind of get a feel for the characters and stuff you have a you have a professor and then like th- this girl that he's like hanging out with i don't really i'm not really sure what she does uh, but, <laughs> um
0: and then mopey girl and happy girl yeah it, it, yeah
1: and the happy girl is is a singer and uh she's kind of like uh kind of more fun and flirty i guess and like oh uh, no she's uh, the
0: cooler one she's yeah. not a narc
1: yeah she's not yeah, a narc she... but yeah she's she's like the she's like the, the she's the girl with sunglasses on uh and then yeah. uh and then you got the skipper of the boat who is a friend of this like owner of this giant company. That basically like bought out like the people like on the boat basically to go hang out and just chill out on a yacht for a while. And then other than that, there's a uh there's a writer, aside from the professor, and uh that's just a couple other guys that like I'm not really sure what they do or what their importance (laughs) are. They just kind of like are other guys that are just like, I don't know, just just hanging out, just being dudes, you know?
0: Yeah, guys being dudes.
1: Yeah, and the uh everything comes to a to a to a grinding halt whenever they uh uh get caught up in a storm and the storm just fucking fucks up their shit so bad like it is it is rough like it is like one of the more just like holy shit storm scenes i've seen in a little bit and stuff like man like they they really put that that yacht through it it give
0: me stress you know like This is a very stressful movie.
1: Yes. Um, So then they are pretty much like left uh, in the morning after just to to kind of just float like endlessly into the sea because there's like nothing to help them. They don't have sails because they just got fucking ripped apart by the storm. Uh, And then they end uh, they eventually end up like one guy hallucinates a ship coming to save them. But then like the ship's like going to crash into them. It's really weird. And then Mm. and then they end up kind of getting marooned on an island. And then this the regular like survival type stuff starts coming up. Everyone's like, "All right, one guy's got to make smoke signals, and other has got to find food." Yeah, gotta, the, gotta
0: look the, if there's people here. We yeah, gotta, yeah, if animals yeah. Animals here. Yeah,
1: the Goyles, yeah. they have got to go get some water, so on and so forth. Eventually, uh, everyone finds this other bigger, more fucked-up ship, though, uh, and 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 they're like, "Oh man, I wonder what's going on in there." And like, there's no bodies in there. It's, like, completely really vacant, but uh, instead of bodies, they just find an enormous amount of mold. Like, just the most mold you could possibly imagine. Just an absolutely cartoonish amount of mold yeah, everywhere. Like
0: it, it's, it, I, I'm, like, one of those people that gets really skeeved out by, like, basements. Yeah. You know, and, like, unsanitary things like that. So, like, this movie was, like, really creeping me out the second that they go to this fucked up actually okay my note for this section yeah. is a crusty ass old nasty fucking creepy <laughs> ghost boat is definitely <laughs> where i'd want to spend a lot of time looking around it they yeah. actually end up living there uh, which is even more of a nightmare for me but you know continue yeah
1: they ended up like finding some chemicals to like clean up the boat with which i i guess appreciate but like man that's a big ass boat like like that the, there must have been like a lot of chemicals,
0: fourteen gallons of chemicals,
1: yeah, and uh yeah, and uh, but but the one place that they can't clean that's like over infested is the captain's quarters. and there's just the most stressful scenes in the and scene in the world where the professor goes I- into the 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 just the most fucked up mold room in the universe and is like covering his mouth and he's trying to find like the captain's log so they can figure out what the fuck went on. Yeah, then they find out some stuff about like oh hey, uh uh they were warning us about some mushrooms, uh these matongo mushrooms, uh to to not eat them under any circumstances because then weird shit happens. Then eventually like you just get a bunch of scenes of them just trying to survive on this fucking boat together. Uh, a couple dudes find food uh in like the uh like undercarriage basement thing, cellar of the boat mm-hmm. oh no i don't know how boats are like i've never <laughs> yeah like, whatever what i've been on, like i've been on like
0: lower deck
1: <laughs> yeah i've been on a ferry like once all right like like just, i I, just, I don't go on boats they find a bunch of like canned food and like spam and shit in there and everything and They And there's like all right sick we're we're fucking we're good <laughs> um and then the, the movie kind of starts to build in a way that uh really starts to focus on the tension between the crew members before anything actually weird or monstrous even starts to happen which i think is pretty cool that they were that things were already going in a pretty bad direction before the monsters even show up because you've got the uh rich president dude already just like not working because i mean look guys rich people don't work (laughs) so, so like uh so people are getting frustrated with him about doing that one dude keeps trying to fucking steal food actually it is the president dude that's trying to steal food the entire time too uh uh man that guy sucks uh yeah
0: and
1: and then like the president dude he's dating the the singer but the singer is like schmoozing off with the writer uh because uh i don't know i guess they like each other man i don't know (laughs) but 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 uh
0: but
1: but yeah so there's there's adultery involved uh really i do have to add like a like i feel like none of these movies so far have been like exactly kids movies right but but this movie does seem a, a bit more adult than the ones we've usually talked about just because of the uh the subject matter seems a bit more dire or uh uh or a bit more you know i guess adult and everything I, i'm mainly thinking of like the whole like adultery subplot and everything It's just like man that is not something you see in any of these movies so far <laughs> you know like this yeah, is, yeah. Th- that kind of makes clear that this is a different kind of movie
0: Hey, folks, it's Asif Khan, CEO, Editor-in-Chief, over there at Shacknews.com. Give a listen to the Shackcast, the official Shaq News podcast of Shaq News, uh, over there on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hunter, Hunter, Yu Yu
1: Hakusho, literary analysis, comparative localization, Jojo references. The works of Yoshihiro Togashi hold a specific kind of magic, and the people who seek to examine their roots and spiritual descendants are known as The Spirit Hunters, available on the Greenlit Podcast Network. And yeah, I oh don't know, like, so what do your take uh from all this before the uh uh before the, the 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 mushroom people start showing up.
0: Yeah, I think that all this stuff is a really good and effective way to like build the tension of like you know, we know we are promised an evil monster uh like evil mushroom monsters, right? We we we're going into this, we see the freaking poster and the marquee. We know that it's going to lead to that. We know that something fucked up is going to happen. And only one guy is going to survive. Uh, You know, all of that tension. it's just about, like, the unknown, which is scarier. But, uh, yeah, unlike with some other movies where, like, they really do just hold on to that monster until the very last second. I think that this, it works perfectly fine because it, I don't know, the monster, this is going to be insanely cheesy to say, but... They're like their own worst enemies right. as opposed to the monsters, you know? Like, their, their hatred towards each other that's boiling over is going to kill them way quicker than any monster would kill them. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, that's kind of like what Honda said about it. I'm not entirely sure if it's because they're fucked up on magic mushrooms or whatever, like he said. But, you know, like, that that is... Like it's a huge part of the movie. And it's a huge like thing that kept me engaged to see like every new wrinkle, every new thing that happened. There's like like four different scenes where like okay, at one point one of the characters builds a gun because they're like, well, we need it to hunt, and I was like, oh, bad idea, yeah. shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. They shouldn't have built a gun. Yeah, because like it's used to threaten everybody like five times yeah uh, you know and and they use a lot of bullets too i have no idea how many bullets they have yeah not
1: not once not once a reload either like it it is but yeah like guns get pointed and then wrestled out of people's hands like a million times in this movie
0: and every time it happens you're like oh no i thought that that guy was cool yeah every new scene you're like okay but this guy is cool and then it's like hey man there's two of us if if we just fucking killed everybody then it would just be we could survive for like 20 days on the right yeah yeah
1: yeah oh man and then uh uh yeah oh no it's just it's just it's just super cool to see things boil over in that way before anything even remotely supernatural happens and then the supernatural shit starts happening and it and it goes from bad to worse
0: Oh, it gets horrifying yeah no
1: and... uh the second half of this movie is absolutely chaotic like it is like insane uh, uh because just bad shit keeps happening and it never gets better like ever um this movie is bleak <laughs> so so yeah. so the mushroom guy shows up uh like he kind of just like is wandering around and they can't find him and stuff and then like people are like Hey, was that you? And so was that you on the at the door? And they're like, "No, it wasn't me." And, like, and then finally, the mushroom guy shows up, and it's the most terrifying shit ever. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it's it's just it's just a scary ass grotesque thing.
0: It reminds me of like the look of the first zombie from Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when when you turn the corner and then see the zombie, and he just gives you the blank sk- stare. I'm thinking of. Specifically the PS1 version, because that's that's the cooler cutscene. It's a
1: really cool cutscene.
0: You know, I I, like, Tokusatsu and Resident Evil are very closely connected. They are. So, you know, I know this because I've been watching Blue Swat. Yes. And there's a lot of Resident Evil. I I assume Resident Evil took a lot from that, because most of the monsters just look like tyrants from resident
1: evil yeah and uh the guy that wrote zero ranger through like kaku ranger wrote resident evil 2 uh yeah and stuff so Uh, you know like yeah there's just a bunch of there's a bunch of connections there so anyway like um but the the, the, the mushroom guy doesn't really do anything he just kind of is there and like is like is creepy at them for a little bit i don't remember him doing anything eventually things just start taking turns and stuff. people start getting really really paranoid and shit and then start, like, misbelieving each other about the the mushroom thing. And uh, to make a long story a little shorter, the writer definitely eats some mushrooms. And shit gets really bad. <laughs> because, like, it, it is just the most, it's like, nah man, the mushrooms are, like, really fucking good. And, so, and, and then, like, he, he pulls out a gun. They have to wrestle it out of his hands and shit. And uh, uh, they eventually, like, banish him from the boat. But then eventually comes back, and the fucking singer is also, <laughs> also on the mushrooms. And then it just slowly just like starts to starts to unfold and uh, entangle basically everyone into it and stuff. The uh, uh, the uh, president guy like gets like so fucking hungry uh, that he ends up like kind of going to the forest and everything, and then gets like uh, like coerced by the uh, um, by the singer to go into the forest and eat some mushrooms and he finds that the mushrooms are fucking awesome like like they they taste so good and they come back to the boat uh it's there's a lot of going back and forth on the boat and everything uh they they kill one of the guys like one of the guys just dies like he doesn't he doesn't get (laughs) turned into a mushroom guy he just he just fucking dies uh the skipper of the boat decides to leave on his own and try to escape and he just like runs out of food and then ends up killing himself by like drowning and stuff like it it's so fucking bleak and eventually it's just the kind of um more kind of reserved girl uh, uh and the uh professor uh which like i would have guessed that the professor would be the guy to like stick it out and everything mainly because uh with these movies t- uh, toho you can you can pretty much tell toho thinks that professors are fucking superheroes and that they're the most yeah. <laughs> the most reasonable most interesting people in the world So every time a professor shows up, it's like, okay, that guy's got to figure it out. He'll fucking, he'll get, he'll get this done. The twist with this movie is that, like, so, so, like, she starts getting super hungry and wants these fucking mushrooms and stuff. And he's like, no, look, you got to, like, keep it together and stuff. And, uh, eventually they get bombarded by, like, uh, or ambushed by these, uh, mushroom people. He ends up having to fight one off. Uh, but then while he's doing that, she gets kidnapped and goes into, uh, and, uh, gets into the forest and everything. He runs to the forest to go find her. Hears her calling and stuff, ends up finding her, and she's fucking eating a mushroom, and now he's alone. And, like, right before this, too, they were, like, kissing and shit, and being, like, oh man, I love you, and stuff. So, like, it really sucks. (laughs) Like, you're just like, damn, dude.
0: It's it's one of those final, like, twists of the knife. Yeah. Not the final twist of the knife, but one of those, like, twists to be, like, man, fuck, you can't have anything at the end of these movies.
1: And then, eventually, and then, like, he screams for, like, A long time and is running from these (laughs) mushrooms and to be honest i mean like
0: mushrooms are fucking horrible. yeah the the mushrooms
1: are awful like if i if i was stuck in a forest and i was stranded on an island for many days and then had to go into a forest and these guys were like fucking my shit up or whatever i would be i would also be screaming and crying and running (laughs) away just let them kill me yeah yeah yeah,
0: just fucking do it guys well, well, well take me over
1: yeah well you aren't alone because the fucking uh because the guy like goes and gets out, gets on the yacht that that was abandoned, and then ends up getting rescued, but the entire time he's there, he's like like it, it comes back full circle to the intro of the movie, and he's like, they sh- I should have let them take me. I should have I should have just stayed. I should have eaten the mushrooms, I should have let just just been there because I wouldn't have because maybe I wouldn't have died why right? at least it wouldn't be like this, And then he turns around and he's turning into a mushroom anyway.
0: So uh, yeah, the f- great Twilight Zone yeah. final twist right there.
1: God fucking damn it! Like like a, a fucking a genuinely just bleak ass movie. Like with nothing, no happy, no happy shit whatsoever. It's fucking just sad as fuck. <laughs> and uh that's basically how the movie ends. Like that's it. Like is is uh like there's some scientists like no no it's it's good that you're back like you know but like you know it's because of like. They have an ulterior motive of, like, well, we get to research this guy and stuff. So, like, they're like, sure, they're glad and everything, but not, like, in the human sense. They're not actually yeah. glad for him being back, uh, which is just, like, awful. Like, this guy totally is just completely alone. All of his friends are just mushrooms, hanging out on Mushroom Island, probably eating some good-ass mushrooms and having fun. Uh, <laughs> being mushroom yeah. guys. Uh, being being, <laughs> being uh...
0: mushroom guys. <laughs> being haru nakajima and a mushroom guy suit yeah but uh oh one thing that i didn't like it wouldn't have made sense to put in the trivia section uh is that apparently all the mushrooms were made out of like a rice pastry so they probably actually were very delicious when the people were eating them like the actors yeah uh th-
1: that's pretty th- that's pretty cool it kind of looked like it too because they didn't exactly look like mushrooms when you like looked at the actual like thing they were eating like, they looked like mushrooms, yeah. like, physically, but in terms of, like, their texture and stuff didn't look exactly right. So, that makes sense. But, yeah, that's Matongo. Uh, this, is, yeah. This, is, this isn't this is going to be a very long episode, but, like, yeah, so, uh, what do you take from this? What do you think about uh, just how bleak and fucked up this movie is?
0: <laughs> I like how, like, a couple of things about the ending. I really like how the second, like, he turns, away, turns around and we see the mushrooms on his face. Like, yeah. the scientists, they don't even try to mask like, their horror, they, like, recoil for a second. And it's like, come on, man, he's already suffering enough. You don't have to, you can try to, like, pretend to be unfazed by it. Right. Like, no, man, it's cool, we can help you. Another thing is that, of course, it gives a moral, um, yeah. you know, like, a final, like, closing statement on the movie about how, like, you know, uh, those people on the island, like, wiling their days away living on the mushrooms, is it any different than those people out there on Tokyo in that building over there, you know, partying their lives away.
1: Yeah, right. Who
0: knows? And it's like, it is one of those, like, final contemplative Twilight Zone, like, type morals. There,
1: there may be another Godzilla. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I really like that. Uh, it added to the, like, bleakness and classiness of the movie. The movie just felt classier uh, and more mature. And not, I don't need all my movies to be big boy. Uh, movies yeah. to feel cool, but like I like the change in tone. Uh, because you know, the last the last two movies we did, or I don't, I don't know, whatever King Kong versus Godzilla was like a pretty silly fucking movie, yeah. So, <laughs> so going from that to this was a nice uh palette cleanser, yeah. A nice change know, of pace reverse palette, cle- reverse palette cleanser, and then like
1: palette dirtier, net-
0: yeah, <laughs> palette molder, yeah. Um, yeah, so it it was a really, really engaging movie. It was really, you know, you could see why it's kind of now become a cult hit because, uh, I mean, to be frank, it's probably a lot more dire and mature than many American monster movies that were around oh, yeah, at that time. Yeah. This isn't just being a weeaboo, I promise people, it isn't just me being a weeaboo. It is that, you know, uh, spending most of my childhood watching a mystery science theater... Yeah. I can tell that most of those movies are just not very good. So <laughs> <laughs> in this one, genuinely, I think it is very good. I yeah. would say I would probably personally rank it below Mothra and above Rodan as far as like yeah. ongoing ranking goes. Because I think Rodan has the cool monster in it. But this one actually does have a full circle, complete like... yeah. You know, it feels more complete. Whereas Rodin, it's like two movies that were just crammed together. Yeah, and and the the characters
1: uh, are super interesting and uh, fun to watch in this one too. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't know. Just, this is a good one. This is a this is a really good. Yeah. One. I I would recommend like most people just to watch this or like even if you don't have any interest in Tokusatsu or or uh, you know Godzilla or anything like that, I think this is still like a pretty cool like sci-fi like horror watch um yeah. for anyone in, yeah. interested in that kind of stuff uh hazel it's a really good one. if
0: you're listening yeah what do watch it watch,
1: watch Matongo, do that do that shit yeah um but yeah i do does that kind of wrap it up or, or like like yeah, i don't really I th- have much I else, else that to say yeah
0: yeah i think that you know it may not have seemed like we had a lot to say but we had a lot to you know it was a good movie that it was very effective. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it was very, like... It, it's simple, but effective. Yeah. And I think that the fact that, you know... Normally, I kind of get worried that the fact that we talk about the entire movie, like, spoils it for some people. Right. But this is a movie with a foregone conclusion. So I think that the experience is the movie. Yeah. So watching the movie is a big part of the movie. So you you can still watch this movie... Uh, even after listening to this and still get as right. so much enjoyment out of it i think
1: yeah it, it's it's a it's a great one yeah yeah two two uh, deformed mu- mushroom thumbs up uh, for this one uh, and <laughs> uh, the next movie we're going to watch is atragon atragon. atragon okay i could i yes. genuinely could not fucking remember uh, atragon <laughs> all right that one uh th- that is another one we have never seen before so uh that's nope. that's gonna be fun to, to get into
0: all right and that'll do it for this week's episode i have been wyatt your host and you can find me at twitter.com slash wasp ranger that's w-a-z-p ranger there you can find some art some posts about cartoons and anime and tokusatsu uh and you can find me linking to my videos from youtube my videos on YouTube, that's under It's Only Magic, I do videos about cartoons, I do videos about anime. So you can find all of that there, and if you ever want to check out some of my art, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash and check out my long, very, very long series of posts that I've made doing daily drawings of every single character and monster throughout all the Dragon Quest series, huge fan of Godzilla you're probably a nerd. You probably would like Dragon Quest. So check that out.
1: Yeah, you can find me at Twitter at Anti underscore Laser. Uh, it's the big old beautiful picture of Pigmon that you will see. And I am also the singer and lyricist for two different bands. Uh, you can find releases from anything that I'm involved in uh, on popspirit.bandcamp.com. The bands that I'm in are a very aggressive uh very complicated interesting (laughs) i guess band called Fold, and a more experimental kind of adventurous rock uh outfit called burned in i am also the creator and manager of the explode when defeated podcast patreon uh where you will find uh exclusive deets and info and extras for Discuss All Monsters and others associated series. At the $1 tier you will get a thank you message and access to our off-topic podcast and a one-day early podcast release for Discuss All Monsters without ad breaks. At the $5 tier, you'll get everything I just mentioned for the $1 tier, as well as early access to exclusive mini-series we'll be doing, two of which are going to be the original Common Writer series, and Planet of the Apes. Also, if you want to give us $1,000 a month, I'll call you Boss Hog. So tune in twice a month for uh, for new episodes of Discuss All Monsters, and uh, thank you very much for listening. And that's our sign-off.